you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rule. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life. The Around the NFL podcast are too lazy to write their own money tags. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Colleen Wolf, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and woman? Hey, Dan. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey. What up? Hi, Colleen. Hi, Dan. A great stint to the last couple of weeks on HQ, NFL Network's morning show. Thank you. Which kind of took you out of the out of the podcast um, rotation a little bit. and also That's what you're telling yourself? Well, you okay. took yourself out of the softball lineup. Too. That's true. That's true. Could've well, used I was sleeping say. during that time. It's not an easy schedule, as we've talked about. But you did very well. Uh, I think you're going to be a star in this industry. Is that right? <laughs> that's what I that's, think. That's wonderful. All right. I'm glad you think that. It's big to get Dan's stamp of approval. I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Uh, how's everybody doing yesterday? It was Father's Day, of course. Uh, and now we are in the dark period. Amazing. We'll talk about a little bit. One of the great sports events of recent times, Game 7 mm. of the NBA Finals. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers coming out on top. That was fun. How's everybody else doing? Couldn't be better, Dan. Mark on vacation, by the way, for everyone. Oh, is, is he somewhere week. cool? All week. Uh, I thought that was a joke. He is in. He's in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's definitely not cool. It's hot as... Heck. I saw a lot of people tweeting, <laughs> tweeting at him that they were happy oh, for him and all other Clevelanders. Yeah. Common, common misconception. Mark, Mark not, from not, Cleveland. not from Cleveland. No connection to As he points Ohio. out on this podcast all the time, but it's just still. He might have spent like six days of his life in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so Mark is away. Colleen filling the chair. We have a lot to get to. Not a lot of stuff going on in the NFL. And yet we continue to find things to talk about. There's so much of it. I know. 
Uh, today's show, uh, we will be talking about uh, a, a segment uh, called Now What? Uh, in, in which we each lay out a plausible scenario that could put a team that is involved in said scenario in a very difficult position when it comes to uh, organizational decision making. Is that Greg? Is that a good way to put that? That that is correct, and we should give uh, Christopher Bonner uh, some credit here because that was just a, a text or a tweet he sent me over the weekend, which this with this segment. You got hit with a bond bomb. He, <laughs> he, he he called it. What do we do now? Uh, so yeah. we shortened it a little bit. Uh, same idea. We took his idea, changed it a little bit, tweaked. And, and took all the credit, and we will monetize it eventually down the line, and he'll have no footing in the court of law. Bone Dog Thanks, 1978. Chris. Great handle. <laughs> Bone Great, Dog. Great Bone handle. Dog. Good for you, Boney. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that. Now what? And uh, we will get into a little NBA, NBA and NFL talk uh, because, and just to pull back the curtain a little bit, and Colleen, this will be news to you as well, uh, when we were putting together the show initially this morning, Initially, Wes was a little underwhelmed. Okay. I gave the show a pre-show grade of D. No. Yeah. And, you know, that rubbed Greg the wrong way. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know, you know, one day Greg might not be our boss and we'll look back (laughs) on these times. And this will be like one of those times like, oh, wow, Greg, good boss work. Yeah. Uh, Because what did Greg do? He He shouted down upon Wes. He said, well, if you don't like the show, make it better. Come up with a seg. A challenge. I like that. Threw down the gauntlet. It's the LeBron level leadership out of Greg. Well, yeah. Well, to very pull the, masculine. To pull the curtain back. There's been a power play with. We already pulled the curtain. There's so back. many curtains in here. There's another curtain being pulled back <laughs> behind this curtain. What a weird stage setup. And uh, <laughs> and there's been a power play going on within the company where another boss has you know decided <laughs> to, to take over yeah. and be Wes's boss. So I'm trying Whoa. to step up my game. Wes is kind of sneaky subservient. Really? Yeah, well, because now you got all these different levels of bosses. There's a lot of and bosses. And you're answering to all of them. I never considered myself sneaky subservient. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think I'm a team player, though. Yeah. Wow, for sure. Whether it's on the diamond for the shield, whether it's in the office, Chris, that's the guy you want on the hill. That's true. Him. I'm back. Give him the week, sword. Guys. I'm coming Thank back. God. I know. I know everybody was worried. I'll believe it when I see it. Put it that way. <laughs> Thursday As the night, I'm the there. Shield, I have not seen Colleen in two months. You re- I had HQ. I was away. You remain the only teammate I've ever played with who has attempted to have Postmates deliver a case of beer to left center field. <laughs> we were losing. Yeah. It was glorious. We needed it. It endeared uh, you to me forever. But before we do any of that, let's check behind the glass. And I will give, a, even though Wes is not thinking highly of the show, pre-grade show. Pre-show grade. Uh-oh. Pre-show grade. <laughs> it's going well. A minus. Wow. Wow. Whoa. No way. Yep. Do you feel confident about it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Irishman behind the glass. What's up, buddy? Did you just give that high grade because Mark isn't here? <laughs> well, you know what? His, his little minions can report it back to him. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, here. Over. Hold on. Let me write this down real quick then. Wow. Just outed yourself. Or did I? <laughs> no, you did. Uh, I w- you know what? I wish I was hired. He didn't even think of me too hire. Okay. All right, Brandon. Let's get out of the weeds here. A couple things. <laughs> Number one, a lot of you – know, Irish is now on Twitter. What is your handle? At the ATN Irishman. At the ATN Irishman. We did – we kind of gave, uh, you know, 
Brandon's a young millennial. He at, wasn't on Twitter before? No. After the softball game, uh, we, we sat him down over some beers, and we said, Brandon, you are the producer of the best NFL podcast on the internet. Get on Twitter. All in. You got you got to get out in front of this if you want to build the Irishman brand. And he he took us up on it. Good job. I'm proud Day of later. you. It only took about three months, but. <laughs> so the Irish is on the Irish is on Twitter. So make sure you follow him. Three uh, months. It's been like six, seven years since Twitter has been popular. Ch- yeah, but you know. a, a challenge to all our listeners to follow uh, the Irishman. What is it again? At the ATN Irishman. At the ATN <laughs> Irishman. I think his first Catchy. set of tweets will all be yeah will all be based around the uh, complete discography of Sugar Ray. I had to defend myself against some people. Yeah, uh, weird time yeah, to did. get on Twitter, by the way, right after you like <laughs> went to the post for Sugar Ray in an unironic way. That yeah, was, let's let's just say I'm glad a, I missed that part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> He's been getting it from all corners. <laughs> let's do some wow. news. Football is like rock and roll. It's just boom, boom, boom. And basketball is like jazz. <laughs> nice Very drop. That's Very a good true. one. Pick up the chisels. Uh, let's start with the Los Angeles Rams, our local football team uh, here in Los Angeles now. Steve Weish, who uh, is a reporter for NFL Media, was on Total Access on Thursday, and he said that Goff, the number one overall pick in the 2016 draft, has a long way to go before he's ready to be an NFL quarterback. Weish had this to say, Jared Goff is nowhere near being ready to start week one. He's only had off-season workout practices, but he's swimming in it. Mm. Greg. What does that mean? Does that, do you put any stock into that, or is that a little bit of a, a red flag for you? I don't overrate it and panic that he's not ready to play after non-padded practices, but I think this situation is so much different than a normal first-round pick situation where you know he's supposed to be out there day one starting, you're in a new city, and so he has to be ready sooner than Carson Wentz should be ready. And w- from what Steve said, I think Jared Goff is struggling to adapt to the, the NFL and struggling to convince those around him that he's going to be ready anytime soon. And that's normal, but it, it, you still got a game to play in six or seven weeks, and you don't want Case Keenum playing that game. Yeah, it worries me that he's not ready and defenses are going to be stacking the box because they know that Todd Gurley is basically they're going to be running the offense through him. So I'm worried about how many interceptions Jared Goff is going to end up throwing this season and if that's going to mess with him mentally too. Well, the the worst case scenario would would be he throws zero interceptions because he he can't beat out Case Keenum to play. And you don't want to panic, but you don't trade what they gave up to have Jeff Fisher say this sentence going into training camp. Case is our starter right now, so Case needs the first-team reps. Oof. You traded all those picks so you can give Goff the first-team reps and get him ready to play. Right. So, on one hand, I think don't overreact. You know, Aaron Rodgers had a miserable first training camp, uh, you know, in his NFL career, and there's many stories like that. On the other hand, I don't think you should ignore it either. When when Jeff Fisher says he doesn't want to mess up the reps, to me that is saying – we don't think case that that Jared Goff is pl- 
playing sure. well right now and is ready at all. Like that quote alone confirms Steve Weish's report. Not that not that I needed it. I you know we talked to Steve too uh, off the air, and I think I think it's just something that it's clearly coming slowly to Goff, and that everyone around the team and on the team is it's kind of noticing so far. I was going to cue you up for that. Didn't you think talking to Steve behind the scenes <laughs> that he could have even been stronger in this report? Sure. I mean, he. this was from a NFL Total Access hit, and he did say he's nowhere ready to start right now and that he's swimming. And that's essentially that, uh, what, he, what he was telling, telling me as well. So it's not, things are not going according to the plan they would have laid out. Well, Goff, I think one of the – Pluses is he was more pro ready, and that's always, you know, tricky to. I never really, know what that means. I don't know what that means either, because <laughs> you would think that means intellectually, but it's different learning a, a would it, process. Would it show anyone that you draft is pro ready? <laughs> that, <laughs> you, you would hope so. You would like that. I mean, regardless, it means that hard knocks is going to be that much better. If it Ooh. starts getting soup, yeah, it's a great point. If it starts getting awkward, where he's. He's drowning in ah, practices, it. and then the preseason, he's turning into, what was that guy in San Francisco, Brino Giocami or whatever? Oh, Giocamini, yeah. In the yeah. Uh, Brady draft. Uh, that would be that would be Greek tragedy. Oh, Giovanni Carmazzi. Carmazzi, Carmazzi. Brino uh, Giocamini. That's the Camini. tackle for the Jets. Yeah, it's the right Jets. tackle on the Jets. Uh, let's move on and talk about another quarterback that does have his stuff together. He is uh, Cam Newton, who had this to say. Uh, he told the Charlotte Observer about you know where he has – uh, to grow after winning the MVP in the NFC title last season. I haven't peaked. I haven't climaxed as a player. Hmm. Um, phrasing. And that's what <laughs> I need to get better at. Wes, a big Cam Newton fan. You are. Do you think Cam Newton can get better, or did we see the best Cam Newton has to offer last season? I have no idea. I really don't. I mean, I, I how's, don't. How's that I drink, I Dan? Yeah. I don't have a, <laughs> A lot of ice. I don't have a hot take <laughs> on whether Cam Newton's going to get better or worse. Like, no quarterback in the history of the game has ever stayed at an MVP level for like eight straight years. So you would think by his age and his obvious talent, mm. he should be ascendant. But how many things went right for the Panthers last year? Just about everything outside of Calvin Benjamin's injury. I think the inclusion of this item was what really impacted Chris's pre-show D plus grade. Well, I just have no opinion. Like, I, it's. <laughs> It's hard for me to imagine anyone having an opinion on this. Well, I think we haven't talked about Cam Newton all offseason. I do think it's interesting to think that he took a big, big step forward last year, and that's part of you know what made the Panthers so great. So is he going to be able to but, maintain that sort of level of consistency, especially in the second half of the year, he was a house on fire, or is he going to be somewhere in between 2015 and where he was the rest of his plus, career, which is still a great Pro Bowl type of quarterback, but they're going to have to improve elsewhere. Plus, we have opinions all the time on players, whether they'll regress or We're, take the next sure. step. My it's Superstar club, we just had a conversation. From where about I'm coming it. from, though, like what about Cam Newton would – what news coming out of Charlotte or what's happened to him this offseason – that would make you think he would be any different than last year. Maybe I mean, it's just like a mental thing, though, too. I mean, because, even if it's not physically because he had such a great year and he improved on so many things, maybe just the experience of going through all the highs of last season and then the lowest low and then everything that he got, all the slack he sort of got after the Super Bowl for that, maybe that is going to help him improve. Well, I, I'm just – taking it from the vantage point of the last two years when we were entering the season, it's a debate. Is Cam Newton a top 10 quarterback? Now he's the unquestioned MVP. And I'm just curious as a fan, 
I've been, I think, among the biggest Cam Newton fans out there since the day he entered the league. I think he's going to be great, but I think it's it's always tough to follow up the year that you truly broke out, and he course, truly broke if, out last year. If he does take another step, he's, he's now encroaching on the territory of an all-time great type player. I mean, last season, 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He ran the football well. He always did that. 10 touchdowns, took his team to the Super Bowl. I mean, if he goes up another level, we're talking about a potentially historic player if he's not already that now. And somehow all of that clicked without having Kelvin Benjamin and all of, I mean, all of his guys. That offense, when we looked at it, we were like, at least I was, I was like, how is he going to do this at the beginning of the season? He's going to be throwing to Ted Ginn. And then it ended up working somehow. And and Devin Funches, and we'll see, it's just OTA reports, but they're, People watching the Panthers practice think Devin Funches is a totally different player than he was a year ago. So you get him, you get Benjamin. Those guys will help Cam Newton look better. I think the highest compliment you can give Cam Newton is this sentence he uttered last year about this time and everyone laughed at it, but he backed it up. I don't think people have seen what I am or what I'm trying to do. And he went out and backed it up and had one of the most unique seasons in NFL history. Uh, So we don't think... That he's climaxed. I mean, do you really have to use that word, Cam? It's like a weird word. Did Cam Newton climax? That's well, the question. I, um, phrasing? I think you could, you know, send your ire, Colleen, towards Dan, who's now said it three times, by bringing it up over and over again. It just climaxed already. Do you think this podcast um, phrasing? has climaxed? Maybe. The pod, no. Let's move on. Um, phrasing? No, let's move on. <laughs> move on! <laughs> The Carrie Underwood song, for Christ's oh, sake. No. Stand on the box. <laughs> no, wrong one. <laughs> Put down the chisels. That's why we have a. This is a mess. Oh, my God. This is because right. of climax. On our, on our slat, no, on our I am client. <laughs> I am, all right, I didn't hit enter. <laughs> oh. Oh. Record. Oh. Oh. You're all baboons. Now. All right. Sad news. Lower that mess. Waiting all day for Sunday night is dead, guys. The Sunday night football theme song, which has been used you know, various iterations since uh, NBC took over the uh, Sunday night football package in 2006. They're dumping the song in its place, guys. Colleen, I know you're a big country music fan. A number yes. one hit on the Billboard charts uh, in 2014. It will be a variation of this song, Something Bad. Oh, God, no. Why can't we update this? How is that country music? It's not real. It's very poppy. Yeah. Well, that's what Carrie... There's nothing country about this song. Wait, listen, there's a little twang, though. That's Miranda Lambert. This There's is no a, uh, bent duet. note beauty. Come on. I mean, it's fine. Carrie Underwood is great. She's very talented. But if they're updating the song, why don't they update the person doing it too? Maybe they do mm. something. Maybe they switch it up I'm a little. Yeah. That's what about like throwing Beyonce in there? So Beyonce about, would like, never do it. Why don't why we not? get all like the is living members big? of Wu Tang Clan in there? Whoa! Oh, I like that. Right? Get Wu Tang in there. That's Let's, possible. How is Beyonce? Here's <laughs> <laughs> Too big for Monday night fo- or Sunday night football. Of course, never, Beyonce never. is the biggest star she, in the world. She would never do it. Football's the biggest some, star in the world. You wouldn't have enough money. Uh, Two big stars style. coming yeah. together. Dude, she, you know, listen, football's huge. She but wouldn't do it. She is. She is now ascended past doing some TV or, show. Or you bring back someone that's already shown that she succeeds in the You're gonna sp- say it. in the space. You're gonna say it, Priyanka. <laughs> I mean, Priyanka's done it. Oh. What a great song. 
<laughs> Wait, do you hate the JT song? Would you like this, this one? This is great! This is the best, like, oh TV You are a walking Fortune contradiction, Wesling. This is all just a giant You're going to like it in my Colleen. city. You guys dancing right now? Is, like, I'm sorry I'm that all the listeners cannot see this. I know. It's so good. <laughs> I'm, it's too late. I'm stopping. Um, all right. Colleen, you might not even remember. Do you remember this song? No. All right. Okay. Well, it was. But I don't remember a lot. It was the famous right. intro for NFL Network. Not famous at all. I mean, famous <laughs> around the world. People tuned in just to watch no. the Priyanka intro for a couple seasons on NFL Network Thursday Night Football a few years back. Mm. So uh, the, I was partial to that. Greg, you love that song. That was a Thursday Night Football song that disappeared after a couple of years. And now we have something bad. That will be the new thing. They're going to rework. Something bad? Yeah. Really? To the truth. Well, that's great. They're going to rework the lyrics. That will be the new theme song. I, by the way, listening to that song, in all honesty, something bad. I could hear it as like a TV show open. I could hear it. Yeah, but it doesn't get you guys dancing. Well, and that. Oh, ooh, maybe it does. <laughs> this, is, this is brutal. Can't you I, picture it though? I, I can picture it yeah. now. So it does kind of work that. like that. My concern, though, is that they'll lose the integrity <laughs> of some of the greatest lyrics that have ever happened, uh, uh, like yes. the NBC Sunday Night Football song, like Al and Chris mm. are the best on TV. You know, whoever's writing those sort of lyrics. Well, when they the best was when they shoehorned Michelle into it. It's uh -huh. like, Al and Chris and Michelle it's are the so best weird. on TV. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, it's all awkward. All right. So anyway, new song coming up, starting with uh, week one, Patriots-Cardinals. Let's move on. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are the NBA champions. Uh, they claim game seven, 93-89 over the Warriors, wiping out a 3-1 deficit. Historic win. Uh, really sad that Cleveland's uh, native son, Mark Sessler, is not here uh, to share his feelings on this game or, and, or this series. But Cleveland ends a sports drought uh, for their major pro teams uh, that stretched all the way back to 1964, uh, ending that curse. People said it was a curse. It wasn't a curse. It wasn't a jinx. But it was a long, long dry spell. And uh, by the way, I have a Sessler I just want to share right now. Oh. Speaking of Mark Sessler. <laughs> Sessler. This win by Cleveland, the karma around the city will lead to, now you got the title for the NBA team. The Indians, no one's paying attention, but they're in first place. They're going to go on a deep run because all this good buzz around the city, mm -hmm. all the way to the ALCS and the Browns, yes. On paper, perhaps a 2-14 and 14 team. They're going to squeak out seven wins and have some meaningful December football games. Bring it. Cleveland's back in the house, baby. Seven wins. I wish you weren't a liar. Wow. If karma was Wait. only capable of giving a seven and nine season, I would not be very impressed right, with karma. Exactly. <laughs> karma just gave them a You know who I'm talking about? A painful playoff loss for the baseball team in and in an under 500 football team. They, they're, they're used to that. What, do you want me That's to send them to Super already. Bowl 51? I'm yeah, not going to do that. You're ch changing the karma. I'm That's saying. quite a Sessler. Jose Mesa yeah. comes in and I don't Joe know. Joe Table. Seven wins would be miraculous for this Browns team. Correct? Yes. Yeah. They, okay. I think they they have probably the least impressive roster in the NFL. So I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of buzz, and that will be one of the biggest sports stories. Mm -hmm. of the, the Browns are going to be like seven and eight in a surprisingly watered-down AFC North 
uh, fighting for a playoff spot. And then, you know, they're not going to pull it off, but they'll be they'll be in the mix. Yeah. Joe Hayden said he's using it as motivation. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and since we're on this to- topic, we'll now throw it to Wes, who, um, you know, he had some negative things to say about today's show. And then <laughs> the boss put him on the spot. Uh, why don't you set this up, Wes? What are we talking about next? Well, I think in my mind, LeBron's performance in the finals cemented his status as the number two basketball player of all time behind Michael Jordan. Wow. This is coming from Wes, who's always been very uh, critical of LeBron. No, I'm critical of people who would put LeBron in the same conversation with Jordan when he had no business in that conversation. But I think now he's number two. Jordan is so far alone at the top. The NFL does not have a Jordan. A lot of people consider Jim Brown, but some other people consider Joe Montana or Tom Brady or Lawrence Mm -hmm. Taylor the best. But I think in the pantheon of the NBA, to me, it goes Jordan, LeBron, Bill Russell, Kareem, and then kind of a bird magic tie at five Mm. in the NFL. No love for Wilt in there. Well, I think Wilt's right in that next conversation. Whoa, where's where's your boy Tim Duncan? He's right there with Wilt and Oscar Robertson right after that. And I'm not putting Kobe in the top eight, sorry. Okay. I put Akeem Olajuwon over Kobe. Did you put Kareem in there? I, did. I put Kareem fourth. You could put him third if you want to. I don't know. But I, I think LeBron's number two in my mind. I And what he was able to pull off, I mean, this is the stuff of, like, classic literature, like Homer's Odyssey. Every culture on earth has a hero's journey kind of myth. And LeBron starts out, goes to Cleveland. He's a native son. He stars in his hometown, has adversity, kind of quits on the game against the Celtics. Everybody's down on him. He has the decision, which was a bad idea. So he's no kind, got no kind about it. He's Ugh. got all these battles you have to fight before you slay the final dragon. And last night was the final dragon. He mm. this he Could emerged victorious. That's the stuff of literature. And not just to come back. Not that I like to bring it up, but like the 2004 ALCS with the Red Sox, they didn't just get the monkey off their back. They had to do it in a grand way yeah. by coming back on the Yankees. That's what LeBron did. Not only did he come back to Cleveland and fulfill the his prophecy or his promise. He wiped out a 73-win team, winning three straight games, including two on the road. And the block, the legendary play. I agree. I got to put him in the top three. I don't know. How about this? You've got in Cleveland the drive, John Elway's drive, the fumble, Ernest Biner's fumble, the decision, LeBron's decision, the shot, Michael Jordan's shot that knocked the Cavs Mm -hmm. out of the playoffs. And now you've got the chase down block. Yeah. La block. La block? Is that what they're calling it? Some people call call it that. The block. Because of my love of Friends, the television. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have a right. lot to contribute to this whole conversation. I do like that you, you a, have Dr. J on there. I want to. You're not an NBA fan. I mean, not really. John's more of an NBA fan. I mean, I would say Sixers are a pretty depressing franchise. The last so that hasn't 25 helped. Years. So this, at all. <laughs> this game and it definitely well, except for Allen. Yeah, Allen yeah. Iverson. It didn't hurt that you know I was rooting for Cleveland. Not I was jumping on you know. the bandwagon I have no history there but this was one of the most enjoyable non-NFL you know I'm putting NFL to the side but most enjoyable fun sporting events to watch that I can remember in the last 25 years I feel like this year's playoffs has had several moments like that right but this but but the game but game seven which it was a weird final five minutes but the game itself was it was fantastic and the last five minutes are so tense that you know you're not worrying about some you know, strange plays going on. I mean, that was that was one of the most exciting, just awesome things had I've, I've, I've ever watched it. as a sports fan. What better Father's Day gift, too? Like, that was something to look forward to all day. And I, just by luck, 
my wife's best friend was visiting from Texas, and her husband was at the house yesterday, an Ohio guy. So he was wildly plugged in. So then I was able to jump in through that. There were high fives. Oh, that's exchange. cool. Uh, high fiving about a Cleveland sports team. It was just that exciting. I do love the finals, though. I mean, like that's the finals. That's what actually pulled me into sports because I didn't grow up around sports. My dad doesn't know anything around about sports at all. Wait, figure skating's not a sport now. Um, I mean, you know, I don't. Do you watch it and root for figure skaters Nancy at a bar? Arrogant, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do love Oksana Bayul, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the finals that um, drew me oh, in. That's cool. I All liked right. her before her DUIs. But, but <laughs> what, one last thing to put a bow on it. I think the coolest thing about what LeBron did was he purposely set out to make a legacy play when he left Miami and went to Cleveland. He had a vision quest to come back and deliver a championship and a 50-something year sports drought, and he pulled it off. Like, he could have gone anywhere, and he's like, no. I want to put this on my shoulders to give my city or my neck of the woods as the native son their That'll first championship. That'll be a good 30 for 30. Yes. One day. Hopefully they just, better than Believe. They Bleavler. just burned it. They just burned through. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, they say that they're adding a new ending now. So they, they, are they? they were ready for it. They that. ought to add a new beginning and middle, too. Ouch, burn. Uh, all right. Uh, here is the top three NFL players of all time, by the way. Top three? Curious. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. So this is a pantheon of NFL. Yes. Okay. But this is an, this is cannot be disputed. I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> number um. number three. Tom Brady. Number two. Jerry Rice. Number one. Jim Brown. I it's hard to quibble. Mm. I, I mean, no Cumberland. Lawrence Taylor would be in my <laughs> top five, and I think no Joe Montana. Number four, Joe Montana. Mm. I think our Lawrence Taylor has to be top five. Yeah, yeah he's in. Uh, I have LT top. Five. I have similar, but I, I'd go Jim Brown number one. See the order. I didn't really work out the order completely, but I'm gonna go Tom Brady two, Lawrence Taylor three, Johnny Unitas four. I have Johnny Ooh. U in my. He, oh! just, he just seems like he has to be in that in that group. I don't know. You know, I we didn't see him play. We don't know, but he's he's in that. He sort invented of Mount the two minute drill and took. The NFL from an afterthought in the 50s to the number one sport in the 60s. Plus, you can't only have one quarterback in the top five. That's that's what I say. Uh, and Jerry Rice, fifth, I guess. But I'm not uh, excited about that. It's Maybe interesting it if you ask Paul Brown, who coached Jim Brown and Marion Motley, he says Marion Motley is the greatest football player in NFL history. Wow. Belichick always talks up Motley as an underrated guy. A lot of people like- who saw him play talk him up as, as the guy. What about like Walter Payton? Where does he end up? And he's Reggie in the White? top ten. Yeah, They're both was, in the top ten. He was on my slightly longer list when I was coming up with it, but not not quite there. I you think Peyton Manning should be in the top ten. I got to think about that list a little bit longer than just throwing it out there. I'll tell you what, J.J. Watt and Aaron Rodgers are going north with a bullet too. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Good Three. talk. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, no, another one. <gasps> I thought we were out. What of happened this time? I one of Mark's we ten favorite people ever. Triple this woman. <laughs> uh, Kobe Fleener is now a member of the New Orleans Saints, and Drew Brees is excited about the young tight end. Here's the quote from the Times Picayune: "We watched a lot of film on him last year, just because we played in the AFC South." Brees said. It felt like every time we turned on the film to watch an opponent that we were about to play, I'm watching Colts film or Fleener film. It was like, man, this guy has an uncanny ability to separate. He's always open. There's always a place to throw the ball where he can get it. I feel like 
this is a trope because we've heard this about Fleener since he came into the league, that he's a dynamic pass catcher, but we haven't seen him put it together yet, Wes. You don't want to get caught watching that Fleener film. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, All right, Wes, uh, describe why or explain why. Well, I, it doesn't surprise me that a guy who is fast for a tight end and pretty athletic but never catches the ball when anybody's within three feet of him mm. is starring in off-season practices when no contact happens. Exactly. He's kind of averse to contact. Pretty soft. Whoa. Yeah. The the always open guy in the off-season, Chris Hogan, uh, nicknamed 7-Eleven, is, is famous for being great at off-season. This is a time of year, and this doesn't make Sterling Shepard any worse. I'm sure he's right. I would think he's off to a great start. It's good, but this is the time of year that really favors guys who are quick, quicker than fast, that can make come in and out of breaks quickly. Absolutely. It, and Drew Brees is hoping that he's always open because look at his look at his receivers, oh, Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. Mm. It, yeah, I'm always reminded of a Rex Ryan quote about Chris Ivory this time of year. He's a power runner. There's nothing you can judge him on before the tackling starts. And my my take on it is I think Fleener will be a useful player there. But if he, if he had five se- or four seasons with Andrew Luck, one of the best quarterbacks on the planet, to become a star in that type of offense, I think it would have happened by now. I guess it could happen uh, with Drew Brees, another great Brees? talent. But I don't see it happening. Brees uses his tight end. Look, he got Ben Watson paid this year. Mm-hmm. And he'll probably go right to him. He could definitely be his number one guy. Good place to go to. Yes. Nice it wouldn't surprise me if statistically he has his best season. All right. Over-under game. Real quick, Wes. All right. Kobe Fleener, 65 catches. I'll go over. Wow. 900 yards. I'm going over again. Ooh. Eight touchdowns. Under. But you're saying, you know, borderline too soft to catch a lot of touchdowns. Borderline I'm saying type the Saints offense manufactures numbers. I'm not saying Kobe Fleener will be a great player. Okay. I'm saying the numbers will be there because of that offense. He's got to hold on to the ball, too, a little bit better. So be drops, a, that'd be a, they'd, be happy, they'd be very happy if you were right about those numbers, Christopher. Um, that's what's happening in the news. Before we move on, I, I just want to touch on this because it came up before the show started. Uh, we did our segment last week. Unsolved Mysteries yeah. of the NFL. Uh, and and you told us, uh, Colleen, that your hub, the yeah, Gonzo. Yeah, there's a connection there. Actually was on Unsolved Mysteries, or his family was. Well, Robert Stack, uh, yeah, who you guys were talking about, he talked about uh, a case that um, has to dead. do with John's family. <laughs> so John's family, John's grandfather actually disappeared in Las Vegas Maron. in the um, late 80s. Oh. And so they talked about it on the show. And, like, his mom and his grandmother were all over, like, local news and stuff. And basically he owned a bar out there, and he would call his wife every night before he left the bar and then every night when he got home because she was living in Philadelphia at the time. And one night he called her before he left the bar, and then that was it. And then they found his car. And it's just been a cold case ever since. For 30 years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a sad story. So if anybody has any tips, <laughs> you can tweet me. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that Dang. was – it's a really outrageous story. All right. They still got him working in shifts on that case? All right. If you if you know anything about this, there's no update that we could throw up that would make it happen. No update whatsoever. Uh, email us at grandpa at gmail.com. Great. Thanks for helping in this. Uh, we're just doing our part. Yeah, but I as not to as make I, light of a missing no missing persons. Game. No, it's just like it, it's such a a weird and crazy story. And when you guys started talking about Robert Stack, it's mm. obviously like the first thing I thought He's of. Dead. Right. Mark confirmed on the last show he's still dead. Um, mm. 
do you ever draw any parallels? Because you have a you've been doing a, a long distance marriage too. Like, do you call when you're about to leave NFL now for the day? Call Philadelphia where John Gonzalez, your husband, is, and then call when you get home. That you know, I I think that right? this is Good a great question. suggestion. I should probably start doing that. A stack in question by yeah, Rosenthal. just got eerie. <laughs> yeah, so um, hopefully I will not have any more connections with the show. <laughs> All right. Find, Gonzo, find Gonzo's grandpa at gmail.com. Uh, man, Vegas too. Huh? Vegas. Why are you putting your hand over your face? I don't know. It just got a little – it's a little – something a little bit not right about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well John will be the judge. <laughs> I know. John, John's going to be thrilled about this, I'm sure. All right. Moving on. Moving on, it is time. Again, this segment, this next segment, um, this will not be unsolved because we're going to give, well, I guess it is kind of unsolved mysteries. Yeah. (laughs) This will be a a game where we go around the horn. Each of us will lay out a plausible scenario that could face a team this upcoming season, and then we discuss how that team would go about, uh, you know, dealing with the situation that has uh, arisen. The name, is that a word, arisen? Yeah. Yes. It's a word. Nailed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the name of this segment is. Uh oh! Now what? <laughs> <laughs> that, what do you guys think of that one? It's perfect. Brown car. Maybe we can try it. All right, we'll we'll try some I different need ones. That. No, it's perfect. I need right, that in again. my life. That should stick. Uh oh! Now what? It's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Pick up the chisels. Irish did a great job with the. Uh... I asked Irish. I said, Irish, I'm gonna. I need something like kind of like clowny. And that's what he came up with. That's, oh, that's, that's as clowny perfect. as you can that's yeah. why he's, gonna, he, he's got a good shot clowny. at getting on Rushmore. That's Jadevian. All right. <laughs> Listen, that's that's the type of joke by Wes that usually we'd miss, and then all his followers be like, oh, Wes, they don't pay attention to you. Good bit, Wes. I like that. Yeah. Jadevian clowny. You're like yeah. one for 400 now in your career for for recognizing my bits. <laughs> Jadevian clowny, former first-round pick of the Houston Texans. All right, Colleen. Okay. So Get us going. This might be, I know you said it's got to be a plausible scenario. This might be a little bit of a reach. Okay. But I didn't want to go with um, a quarterback situation. So, after Carolina's front seven can only mask so much, the Panthers' secondary gets picked apart. Kirk Coleman, he tries to fill that leadership role lost by Roman Harper and Charles Tillman when they left. But the young guys, they're pressing too much. There's too much pressure, and they end up getting shredded. Mm. So... You're left with Dave Gettleman and Ron Rivera sitting in a dark, hot room together. Now what? Uh-oh. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cliff Snow. All right, so it, like, it really worries me. I know that Dave Gettleman drafted three straight corners. Um, he drafted the one guy, James Bradbury, who is sort of like Josh Norman, same stature, big guy. But you have Kurt Coleman as the only returning veteran there. And you have Ben A, Ben Wickery, mm. who's, I mean, he went from nickel. He's now playing full time. But you have a lot Might of as well young. Bidet, ben Wickery. Oh, okay. Thank you. I stand yeah. corrected. But he has a lot of young guys here. And yeah, the front seven's really awesome. But it worries me. I wasn't correcting you. I was making a bidet joke. Bidet. Yeah. bidet. No, I'm just going to go bidet, toilet. Ben Wickery from now on. So now what is you place a phone call to Charles Tillman. Mm. who just came out over the weekend and says, I only want to play for the Panthers. He's not ready to return from his torn ACL yet. But by the, you know, early in the season, I guess, is when this meeting's happened after mm-hmm. the secondary gets shredded. Bring old Chuck Tillman back in. Now what? 
is I like Chuck Tillman. I like Chaz Tillman being involved. Now what is you find a time machine and get over your own ego mm. and keep Josh Norman in town for one more year because you never know how open your Super Bowl window that's not, is. That's not realistic. Okay, that's, that's fair. It's not plausible. All right. Okay, well, that's what you say. Well, I think the other thing that you do I'm is proud. you're like, all right, we still play in the NFC South, and we're still ten times better right. than any other team, so we're just going to sit on this and see how it plays out. Yeah, now what I think is you don't do anything. You don't that do you, anything. you expect the system – to eventually correct itself. They get better by the end of the year. You count on Cam Newton, the MVP, and Kelvin Benjamin and Funches to just score more points. And now I, what might just be you win 9 or 10 games or 11 games, you're not as good as you were a year ago. But I don't know if there's going to be some magic solution in the middle of this season for this if this, if this happens. It's fair. All right, Wes, you're up. It's early December. Kirk Cousins is exposed, as Greg Rosenthal wrote, during the 2015 season as a guy who basically had one good one good half season, played poorly in the first half of last year, had one good half season against miserable defenses, soft, soft defenses. He's exposed in early December as a mediocre quarterback who's not going to be getting a long-term contract. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, contracts expire after the 2016 season. You're planning for the future in Washington. Now what? Now, what? <laughs> what do you think of that one? <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. That was the dramatic rendering. Let's hear it one more time. Now, what? <laughs> How long did you spend recording these? Uh, yeah. That, that was my morning. You still need, <laughs> still need to finish you know, your classes at the Istuk School of VoiceOver. <laughs> pretty good uh now what i believe is you offer kirk cousins a two-year 26 million dollar contract that's that sub premier quarterback money you You fits him yeah you you fits him you see if he takes it and kirk cousins is the type of guy i think that might just take it because that situation Mm. with the talent that's there uh you stick around and you talent still going to be there if deshaun jackson and pierre garçon leave well, maybe they keep one or the other, well, but you, the real you still have Dotson. You have Jameson Crowder. You have Jordan Reed. Reed yeah. Those are guys that are going to be around. E- either way, you're offering him that contract. If he doesn't want to take it, that's fine. He can go out in the open market because you're drafting some quarterbacks either way. What is Because that contract should not prevent you from drafting another one. What's the hardest fine commodity in the NFL? A quarterback, right? And this guy, you're saying he's still going to have an okay – it's going to be an okay season, but it's it's going to show that he wasn't really as good as he was. At We're his talking about year. a guy who before last – before the middle of last season had the highest interception rate, I believe, in NFL history. So does he, he becomes that guy? He turns back into so a pumpkin at midnight. Wow. Okay. If he's actually bad, I think Greg has the right play on this. If he's actually bad, they don't offer him anything. Mm-hmm. Right. That's no. what, and you're now you, what? That's what happened. They do a right. trade for a veteran quarterback to have there for a young guy too, just for to have the year, so they're not in the Jared Goff Ram situation. I mean, you forgive at at this time last year, even August of last year, when he outplays RG three in the first preseason game, and people are talking about him being the better court, quarterback. Conventional wisdom around the league is Kirk Cousins is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. That he's not a viable starter. Year can change a lot. Maybe Scott McLuhan, the Redskins GM. Uh, Go calls up his old buddy Colin Kaepernick. That's what I was just thinking. There you go. That would be, by the way. I don't know if that would work with Jay Gruden or what, but. That would be brilliant work by the front office. 
it would be a bummer if he came down to earth, but that they were able to dodge that long-term deal. Yeah. If you recall, Mike Brown wanted to draft Colin Kaepernick, and Jay Gruden basically convinced him to draft Andy Dalton mm. instead. Maybe you, maybe you send the Godfather offer to Cincinnati for Andy Dalton. That would be so weird. <laughs> Godfather <laughs> offer for Dalton in the world. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, on the throne of Sleaze. <laughs> oh, no. Shocking. I had to know we were going here. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is this? The, the atomic bomb one? No, it's not. It's okay. Because it's not a, the worst situation. Got it. It's sleazy, yes. Stormy. Yeah, this is the throne of sleaze. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but Tom Brady is suspended the first four games of the 2016 season. Uh, I do believe, uh, in my capacity as someone that follows the NFL very closely, that this suspension will stand. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, their former second-round pick, was he? Yes. Yep, in the 2014 draft, uh, will make four starts. And here it comes. So okay. what, what What if Jimmy Garoppolo plays lights out for four weeks? Pats go 4-0. and He pulls like a LeBron in the finals where he, he leads uh, all quarterbacks in every relevant statistic. <laughs> all right, oh maybe let me take This I'll, is a plausible I'm gonna take it scenario. Back. I'm going to take it back. I'm gonna take Why it not? Back. I'm going to take it it's back. It's not plausible at all. He won't do that. But they go 4-0. and He plays lights out. He's leading the league in passer rating. He's not throwing picks. Uh, he's playing – exactly best case scenario how they hoped he would play that this time spent seasoning under Brady would lead to him stepping into the lineup and almost playing like Brady when he took over Bledsoe but much better statistically in a new era and then Tom Brady comes back and like my other part two of my prediction about the Patriots he's still very good but we start to see some signs of decline real signs of decline where his interception rates up, his yards per attempt is down, his completion percentage is down. He still performs at a high level, but he starts to show his age at age 39, which is completely plausible. Then you go to the offseason, the 2016-17 offseason. Brady's under contract through 2018, I believe. What do the Patriots do? They have a young quarterback who is ready to be a star and a Hall of Fame veteran who's showing some signs of decline as age 40 approaches. They pick up the phone and Wait, call. let me finish. Now what? Now what? What now? Now what? What now? <laughs> oh, my God. They pick up the phone. Yeah. That was beautiful, by the way. Uh, was, I didn't think that was that. Was the, that was like the Euro dance version that was or the, something? That was the Euro. That was you, like Eddie Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop. Cop, yeah. yeah. Harold Boltemeyer <laughs> version. It was a dance club in Germany in 2156. Listen. Now what? What now? Now what? What now? You're wearing neon. I'm seeing that in it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, they call Scott McLuhan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting meta. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. To trade who? Brady. Whoa. Oh. Here's what you do. You do what every coach in the NFL always does. You delay the decision until you have to make one. And Tom Brady's under contract. Garoppolo's under contract for another two years after that. So Brady remains the starter, and you have the best possible insurance out there. But you'll never have Garoppolo at a higher value for a trade because if you if you wait it out, I see what you're saying, and let's say Brady does kind of crash at age 40, then Garoppolo steps in and you're, he's the guy. You're an annual Super Bowl contender. You don't go out making trades just to compile draft picks. You keep your best roster possible. Right. They, yeah, but you got to. This is a golden opportunity to build for the future because the Tom Brady days don't last forever. Well, in this scenario, I think there's one thing you can't do, and that's trade Jimmy Garoppolo. 
keeping Jimmy Garoppolo is the thing you absolutely must do because of course. you've identified a franchise quarterback for the next X amount of years, and that's the most valuable thing out there. So if you do anything, you vary under the radar, you only with teams that don't let it out into the media. Maybe you listen to see what the Godfather offers are for Tom Brady. No, Most likely, don't. there won't even be good enough. You don't even listen because they won't even he's be good earned enough. more respect than that. Maybe that's true. I, you can't trick me into saying you're going to trade true, Tom Brady. I won't do it. <laughs> oh I already got you. I already got you. <laughs> Greg getting caught in his own <laughs> you did, headset. You didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was yanked off your headset. You got so flummoxed. <laughs> You're trading Tom Brady for a bag of footballs. I got gotcha, you, oh, baby. Please. A bag of deflated footballs. <laughs> Underinflated footballs. Please. I, I think you're right, though. Don't. Deflategate reference. <laughs> oh, my God. Scott McLuhan in the, in the Redskins might be a good, a good team to, to call. Think how much Dan Snyder would give up for, right? for Tom Subject Brady. changer. If they give up five, six first-round picks, hey, it's a cold what world What if the there. Jets uh, – what if Big Mac picked up the phone? Can't trade him. That would never. And offered uh, three number one picks for Tom Brady. Oh, that's not enough. Not from the Jets. Especially. You can't trade him to somebody in the division. Because you wouldn't want Tom to go there and potentially. You can't do that. You can't do. That. Okay. Why not? If Tom, if Tom Brady really wanted to get out, and you got some great offer, three or four first round picks or something, you know. That's what I just said. Though Tom's on, but board. not to the Jets. I can't imagine he would okay. want to get out. That's getting okay. out of the division. Well, I don't think Tom Brady would be thrilled uh, to be in this conversation. He would want he would want to make it clear. I mean, this guy that we just put on, you know, the top five players of all time was traded away. Not only that, he was benched in the middle of his prime at one point. I mean, there's very I'll just talk about Joe Montana. Oh yeah, benched for Steve Young. That's what I'm say, saying. Just as a sports fan, these things there's very few. You know, Derek Jeter's. These things don't always end smoothly at the end of a career. It can get sloppy. It could get sloppy. By the way, Apple is a stud. By the way, that's reason number one why Tom Brady's better than Joe Montana. You don't hear about him getting benched for some backup. I do like <laughs> until next season. <laughs> so hypothetical. Montana was like 34 <laughs> years old when it happened. I do like, by the way, that Dan's scenario to make a messy end to Tom Brady's career involves the Patriots finding another great franchise quarterback. That's the best you can do. <laughs> They're going 4 0. This sounds great. Not to mention him trading trading right. Brady to the Jets and then Brady sucks with the Jets. <laughs> totally so, blows up in my team's face. Uh finally, Greg. Well I you know what? I had a I had a Falcons related one, but that doesn't seem so excited. So I'm gonna take do the, the one, one that, I'm take yeah. the one that don't uh, shoehorn the Falcons into our pod just because you feel Colleen bad for Wolf. Him. No, uh-huh. I I had a scenario, but but this one's more exciting. It's more uh more I plausible. thought this one was really good. Well, this was the suggestion um, from the man, uh, old uh, Bird Dog. <laughs> Who's <laughs> Bird Dog? You know, uh, 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 Chris, right? Was that his name? Bone Dog. Oh, Bone Dog. Chris Bonner. Yeah, Chris Bonner. Bone Dog. This was his. This was his. Boner. His idea, but it makes all the sense in the world. Sam Bradford leads the Eagles to the playoffs with a playoff victory. You got Carson Wentz sitting back there on the bench. What now? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> now what? <laughs> that's my favorite. The clown one is, that's, is, is perfection. That's really good. All right, let's do a turn and let's pick no. the, the best one. First clown. Uh-oh. Now what? <laughs> All right, and then the other finalist, the uh, panic man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Now what? <laughs> 
I'm definitely voting for the second one. I don't even think it's close. Uh, panic, uh, panic I love man? the clown one. Panic man. Panic man. If we could get the horn, the, the clown the... horn on the panic man, that would be really great. <laughs> it can be done. It can be done. Uh, yes. All right. So Howie Roseman picks up the phone. He's feeling good about himself because – Maybe Carson Wentz does show some like really good things in relief of this like amazing Sam Bradford performance. So okay. maybe people are like, oh, now they're interested in Carson Wentz. So maybe Howie Roseman now calls his old friend Chip Kelly. Maybe there's a scenario there, or Trent Balky, I guess it would be. Well, who does he trade? Carson Wentz. He trades Carson Wentz. Oh no! Wow. You'd have to get a lot of picks. No, yeah. you trade Sam Bradford. This is a good I mean, is this Sam a – How good is Bradford? What are we talking here? We what? said he, he made the playoffs. He won a playoff game. He was a top t- t- 10 quarterback, like at the back end, like a, like a good Eli Manning type of season at the mm-hmm. very like least. Like Matt trade, Ryan last year. Yeah, a little bit. You trade Sam Bradford as soon as human yeah. possible. And you keep in mind that he can't stay healthy, that he's been average for his entire career – and you factor all that data in with the one playoff victory he just came off of, which was basically Carson Palmer over the Packers. What if you see nothing from Carson Wentz, though, during that time? Right, and this is a this is an NFL where it's always win now, and you got a guy in Bradford who's 30. You just start, you know, right in the middle of what would be his prime. It's tough to give up on. But I, I tend to agree that you see what's out there for Bradford. You can probably get a lot a lot more picks, get some of those picks back that you gave up for Wentz. History is instructive. The Chargers did this with Phillip Rivers and Drew Brees, and they let Drew Brees walk. Well, but he had a separated shoulder. I mean, Well, more Sam Bradford's going to have a separated something in a few minutes. <laughs> separated something. I don't know if it was separated. You know, he – that would have been interesting to see what they do. Uh, actually, Brees is probably going anyways, but that that's another podcast. Hmm. Um, wow, that was fun, guys. Good stuff. I liked it. Good lived stuff. You covered your paper with a ton of doodles. So lived up to your pre show. A lot of check marks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Those that was during the... the Patriots discussion. He was just like maniacally making <laughs> check marks on his paper. Before the before Tom Brady retires, he will drive me mad officially. Uh, it's getting close. <laughs> well, we knew. By the way, you had uh, an unfair advantage with your pre show grade. You knew all the. Uh, now what theme songs that you had pre-recorded? That's what <laughs> that's what juiced it up. I knew I knew I had that in the back of my back pocket, but it also was just the feeling that once Wes challenged the group, that the group would like take it up a level. And I knew Wes by having look at Wes's card here, he was going to go all in with his NBA segment and put a lot oh. of effort into it to stick Ooh. it to us. So I took all these different factors and I added them up, and it, it tasted like an A. Yeah. Do you still feel that way? I don't decide. Okay. I feel like people were robbed. They audience. didn't even hear oh. your whole list. It's you not even it. our show anymore. We give it to the audience. It's their show. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You had Oscar Robertson eighth. Jerry West is in there at eleven. Shaq. Well, I'm just saying you did this work. Want to get it out there? Well, I didn't didn't think that reading off a list was going to make for great podcast. I I blew my wife and. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, phrasing. Good show, everyone. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Yeah. I'm not even going to say what it is. What uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to finish the point. Oh. <laughs> Can we go back to giving MVPs for the show? That was TD's whole thing. Colleen wins it. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I got no, I'm not even going to finish the point. Yeah. Where was that going? Uh, you'll never know. <laughs> Colleen's deeply perverted mind <laughs> sent the whole thing down, and I'm proud. <laughs> 
down. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Connie Fox. <laughs> I need the panic man now. Flip <laughs> <laughs> down. The mailman. The boss. And Irish behind the glass. Follow on Twitter. Till Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.